in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Me- Maximize Your Medicare podcast. While the information on this podcast is believed to be correct, you should verify all facts. Nothing in this podcast is to be construed as financial advice. It is not the offer for you to purchase any instrument or any interest in any financial contract, including but not limited to insurance. The opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. They are not affiliated with the Department of Health and Human Services or any financial institution. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's Jay. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. There's lots of news these days about matters that affect persons who are Medicare beneficiaries. There will be today's podcast, which will be about Genworth, the provider of long-term care insurance. Tomorrow, I will be making some comments about the Supreme Court case that you see grabbing all of the headlines. Back to Genworth. It is, as some people may know, an insurance company. It specializes in life insurance as well as retirement savings plans called annuities of various stripes. In addition to that, it is one of the remaining providers of long-term care insurance from the past. Genworth started as a part of the AIG group which was broken up during the financial crisis. You may have remembered that there were hearings about uh, AIG and whether or not they would receive federal assistance. It eventually got it. Genworth spun out from it and continues to service outstanding long-term care insurance contracts as well as write new ones. Over the last six months, it has come to light that the company was struggling on the long-term care insurance side of the business. And most recently, you would see that they've continued to lose money in that unit. They have been public about it as required by accounting regulations and securities, um, securities regulators. In addition to that, it has also uncovered some types of what they called accounting irregularities in that unit. Now, that The source of it, I'm not going to speculate on it exactly as far as what types of accounting issues there were, but I'm just going to be highlighting on a couple of things that, in a way that people can understand. Well, why has this happened? And what I thought I would do is I'd try to step back for just a second here on insurance companies as a whole. Insurance companies, life insurance companies, make money two different ways. Number one, it makes money from the investments with the premiums that you pay. In other words, the premiums that you pay, some of the premium goes to the probability that you pass away. That's the cost of insurance. Some of the money goes into a reserve pot, if you will. That reserve pot is collected and then invested by the companies according to, in accordance with regulations and restrictions that on what they can use or what they can invest in with that reserve pot. You can understand in today's environment, the 10-year note, the U.S. Treasury 10-year note is approximately 2%. It's been hovering around this 2% for quite some period, plus or minus certainly 20 basis points, but within this 2%. Very difficult is the bottom line to continue to generate outsized returns from 
fixed income instruments when they're yielding 2%, and that is actually on the high end, you'll know that in Switzerland, the 10-year note is actually negative, meaning that you lose money over 10 years if you buy a Swiss government-issued 10-year government security. So it gives you an idea on the extreme difficulty it is to generate returns or yield from fixed income instruments. The second way that insurance companies make money is something called the lapse rate. Well, what's the lapse rate? Well, what that is is when you pay premiums for five years, for example, and then you decide in the fifth year, that's enough. I'm done paying for this. I can't afford it. The outcome is not going to occur. And then you simply stop paying. In which case, the money stays with the insurance company not to be returned. Unless there's a particular clauses, and that's beyond the scope of this podcast. On the other hand, insurance companies start losing money when they have to pay out claims. And when the amount of the payments out exceeds the amount of premiums that re- they receive. Let's think about long-term care insurance when you're talking about this. First of all, the issue is that no one wants to discontinue. In other words, those persons who buy long-term care insurance, generally speaking, have the means to do so. It is not inexpensive. It is expensive. So as a result, those persons have the ability and less likely to have the financial restraint to stop paying over time. Probably more importantly is number two, which means that once you start paying, you end up paying the maximum. Well, why is that? Let's ju- The way that long-term care insurance is, is that you pay a premium and then you get X number of days, let's call it one year, at some number of dollars per day. And let's just call it $100 a day, all right? So you have a year's worth at $100 a day. That's $36,500 worth of benefit. Well, part of long-term care insurance would have assumed that when you start paying, you don't necessarily have to pay for the entire period of time. And why is that? Because under the presumption that somebody would pass away while being a resident in a skilled nursing facility or someone that required long-term care. In a day and age when life expectancy increases, in a day and age when technology has improved, in a day and age when persons can stay in a long-term care facility for an extended period of time, the probability of collecting the entire amount of the the benefits, the maximum benefit amount, is probably higher than what people originally anticipated when the long-term care market was first conceived. In fact, when the industry first started, there were certain products that said, we'll pay $100 a day or whatever the amount was forever. For as long as you require long-term care, you will the companies will pay out. Now, Genworth is one of those companies that had policies that were formulated in this way. If you add the two points that I've just made together, you can quickly come to see what could possibly happen at the big carriers who provide long-term care insurance. First of all, the money that they receive into the reserve pot and invest can't make up for the second one. 
the second point, which is that the people don't cancel. In addition to that, once they start to claim, they claim the maximum amount. When you add those two together, you can understand it would be very difficult to manage the risk if you are the seller of long-term care insurance. There are a number of different ways, and the reason that I'm bringing this topic up today here on the Maximize Your Medicare podcast, and it's a point that I make in Maximize Your Medicare, the book, the new edition is out on Amazon, is that Medicare beneficiaries are affected here. And why is that? Well, first of all, you'll know that Part A of Medicare covers the first 20 days for zero as long as it is accompanied by a three-day in-hospital stay. That is true. But beyond the 20 days, from 20, the 20, 21st to the 100th day, there is coinsurance, meaning that you pay the first $151.50 for 2015. After the 100th day, you pay 100% of the costs in a skilled nursing facility. You will know those persons who have stayed in nursing homes for a long period of time can face substantial financial stress. That is candidly something that our country has no coordinated strategy to face. The more general and probably the moral of the story, moral is probably the wrong word, but I'm just stealing from Aesop here, which is that you can see what happens to the seller. The seller has a very difficult time, can face very difficult time in paying out claims, not financial difficult time, but what I'm saying is that you can see what happens is that the payout can be many times the size of the premium that they receive in an individual case. Guess what? That's the same thing for Medicare. That means, the reason I bring this point up here on the Maximize Your Medicare podcast is that the buyers, that means you, the Medicare beneficiary, depending on the price, can benefit a great deal if you face a situation where you have ongoing high medical costs. And what does that mean? That means, for example, if you require hospital stay, multiple occasions in a year, for example, if you require extensive radiation treatment, for example, then it is very important to understand that the math of money, that's my phrase that I use in my many public appearances, the math of money is that the premium that you pay is a sliver of the amount of the benefit that you will actually receive under Medicare. That's the bottom line here. You can see in other areas very similarly related by sellers that are very similarly related to the Medicare carriers that Buying Medicare as the buyer then represents substantial financial wisdom, correctly configured. You can get benefits that are much, that greatly exceed the amount that you pay in the instance that you most desperately need. That's my. I'll get off the soapbox from here, but I wanted to tie the Genworth case and long term care carrier's situation 
There are, of course, more complicated versions of this explanation. I would be able to supply them. You can send me an email. I'll be able to discuss them with you if you'd like ad nauseum in probably details that will will require you know substantial amount of math and that kind of stuff. Things that I try to keep away from on the podcast because I want other persons to understand the intuition, the reasoning, the logic, and it's not difficult to understand when the first two points that I made earlier. Well, thank you for listening. I'm Jay. You can check out the 2015 version edition on MaximizeYourMedicare.com. You can also see my various a public appearance schedule. There is There are tickets there that you can register. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan in March. I'm going to be in Florida later this year, twice, once in Miami, once in Tampa. That's coming up. Those will be up on the website as well. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. New podcast coming up probably tomorrow to deal with the Supreme Court case. You probably have seen something on the news, King versus Burwell and its implication for Medicare. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening.